This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy. We are here uh, doing... What show are we doing? We're doing show number 205 for you here. We're going to be taking a look at the uh, principles again. I got my uh, friend uh, Big Squatch here. Kevin, say hi to the people. How are we all doing today? That was not long enough for me to take a sip. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I should have I should have planned that a little bit better. Um, but uh, we are your place to uh, find messes and turn them into messages. And uh, I had a kind of a cool week last week. I'll talk about that uh, in just a sec. But... Um, I want to tell you a couple of things about the podcast. First of all, we are a podcast. If you didn't know that by now, I, I don't know how to help you more. Uh, but uh, this is a podcast. It's not a radio show. It's a podcast, and we're here. Tell your friends about us. You know, share the show wherever you're listening to this. Just there, there's usually some sort of a share button somewhere. Uh, if not, go on your Facebook because we're on Facebook too. Tell everybody to check out the Mess It Up podcast. You can uh, like our page, the Mess It Up podcast page, and uh, we always put a show link every. Uh, week on that, so you can link to that. Really appreciate the people who do um, share our thing or repost it or, or, or whatever that is, um, so it gets it out there. I'd like to have more and more people listening to the show. Um, we're also on uh, the Twitters and the Instagrams. I put up some pictures every now and then. Um, had some pictures up from uh, a trip I took last week on Instagram uh, and some fun things. And I just posted one last night, which was Sunday night. We went to the uh, uh, production at the Pantages Theater of Hamilton and uh, the lady in front of me was using her little opera glasses. And if you remember back a couple weeks ago, we had lorgnette as our word of the week. And so I took a picture and showed the, the lady uh, using those. So, And then I asked her for bonus points. And she looked at me like I was nuts. And then we had a whole conversation about what bonus points were and how to use them. Uh, so anyhow... Um, that was fun. Uh, so you can find us on those different places. And I just mentioned the word of the week. Uh, and this week, our word of the week is aphorism. And an aphorism is a pithy observation uh, that has a general uh, truth to it, you know, maybe a, a, a like a, a saying or a colloquialism, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it, that kind of thing. Um, so... Um, that's uh, that's what our, our thing is. If you've got a favorite aphorism, I would love for you to go on our social media and post it. Put it on our our uh, uh, Facebook page and uh, share it with the people. That would be great. And uh, just say, this is my favorite aphorism. Uh, maybe even put hashtag aphorism and uh, we'll see what's there. Maybe, maybe someone will get some Starbucks this week. Uh, I haven't decided. Uh, Kevin, it looks like you're trying to break the chair. Uh, he was leaning back and I saw his eyes get really wide. Um, if it ain't broke, <laughs> don't break it. Okay, that's 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 my aphorism I'm, for you, I'm Kevin. Sure you got duct tape somewhere. Yeah, well, we do, we do. Um, another thing that I want to let you know about the podcast is you can reach us by uh, text, which is my phone number seven six zero six zero eight one nine four two. Send me a text or give me a call. Just uh, chat me up. It's uh, always fun to talk to listeners. 
You can also send an email to bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And if you want to help support the show financially, we are 100% uh, listener-supported. You can uh, send your donations in a couple of ways. You can join our Patreon uh, family, which is um, uh, a way to give, and uh, they take a little bit for themselves and, and give the rest to us. We get 92% of what you give. Um, and that is, uh, you can go to messituppodcast.com, click on the Become a Patron button, and that'll tell you all you need to know for that. Or if you want to just give directly, uh, we have a text to give option. You text the word mum, M-U-M, mum's the word. Uh, text mum to 760-WALLS-C-A, W-A-L-L-S-C-A, and that will give you our text to give information, and you can set up a, a one-time gift or a recurring gift. And like I said, we are 100% listener-supported, so you really help the ministry out by doing it, making it so that um, I can afford to uh, get into the prisons. I was just driving yesterday, Kevin, and I saw gas over $5 a gallon now in Mojave at AMPM. It was a 501. I saw another place in town, or uh, when I was driving down to LA, uh, their Supreme was 5.99 a gallon. Um, so it's it's just getting pricey and going to that prison. Um, uh, we're you know volunteers and sending volunteers in. That uh, money that you donate helps to. Uh, fund the volunteers as well. So we just really appreciate all of you who take the time to join us and do that. So check it out um, and become a giver. That would be awesome as well. But I've droned on long enough. I want to get to um, to the show. And, and before we jump into the principle, I, I said, you know, I did some cool stuff last week. I went to go see, of all people, a guy named Bruce Dickinson, who is the lead singer for the band Iron Maiden, has been that way since the 80s. And uh, being a, a metalhead in the 80s, a big Iron Maiden fan, so I had an opportunity to go see him do a spoken word performance. It was called An Evening with Brian, uh, Brian, Bruce Dickinson. I apologize for that, Bruce Dickinson. And, um, it was it was interesting. He did this uh, just a spoken word one man show, told stories for the first half of the show, and then the second half of the show was a question and answer session with the audience. And he had cards out in the lobby at the uh, before the show, so you could write questions down. So I knew that he had struggled with throat cancer uh, previously, had gone through radiation and chemotherapy. And so I said, you know, you've got a great mess to message story and I host a mess it up podcast and would love to know how you maintain your hope. And so he mentioned the podcast from the stage as he answered my question. It was uh, it was really quite a thrill for me as this uh, metalhead in the 80s uh, from my high school days, hearing uh, a guy that I own a lot of music for um, mention my work on his stage. Uh, that was quite a quite a thrill. So I put the tail end of his response on our Instagram page for Mess It Up because I didn't know he was going to answer my, or my question, so I didn't have my camera going. Uh, but you can check that out on Instagram. So that, I think, is all that I have to say now. Um, so Kevin, welcome. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> it's good. I, it's funny because I always you know, try to check sound levels when I'm uh, editing the show and... 
uh, it's I, I need to have my guests talk more at the beginning so that I don't have to <laughs> dive in. I'm looking here. We're almost seven minutes into the show before Kevin finally gets a chance to say anything. Well, you know, and it doesn't help that I'm taller than everyone else around here, so you're constantly having to adjust for me. You know, it is what it is. I don't mind making uh, making allowances for uh, for our, our fine uh, guests. Um, Kevin, we are looking at Principle 7 today. And uh, in yes. our walk through the principles, we've got eight principles that were written uh, by Pastor Rick Warren when uh, John Baker came to him with this idea for Celebrate Recovery you know, 30, 35 years ago. And so Pastor Rick came up with a sermon series. Uh, called The Road to Recovery, and he made an acrostic, as he always does, for the word recovery, eight letters, eight principles that um, uh, helped to found the, uh, form the basis for Celebrate Recovery. Today we're on principle seven, and what does that principle say? Reserve a daily time with God for self-examination, Bible reading, and prayer in order to know God and His will for my life and to gain the power to follow his will. And all of the principles come with a beatitude, but this is the one that doesn't. So we always put in our own beatitude that says, happy are those who celebrate recovery. Uh, so I, I love doing that one on a, on a Friday night. Uh, but this one goes with steps 10 and 11. Step 10 says, we continue to take personal inventory. And when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Uh, and the correlating verse for that is 1 Corinthians 10, 12. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. And then step 11, we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and power to carry that out. And that goes with Colossians 3.16 that says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So for those people who say that the steps are not biblically based, I beg to differ. They are all backed up with scripture. Um, so, uh, Kevin, this um, this principle um, is... Uh, interesting we, we just did our, our step study tonight before we were uh, recorded this and yeah. and we we're talking about that um, that that I have a need for a a block schedule and to be intentional about what I'm doing and it mm -hmm. starts off right here reserve a daily time with God um, and you talked about the fact of of putting things before God yeah and <laughs> it was oh I guess it was appropriate that we we're doing this tonight. Yeah, it's it's oddly interesting. Well, God and His it's timing. Godly interesting. <laughs> um, no, like I have a really bad habit. I'm ADHD. Uh, you know, I I have every good intention of sitting down and playing my little cell phone game for five minutes, and an hour and a half later, it's bedtime, and I realize I haven't done my reading and. It's not generally a good feeling. Right. Um, and then I beat myself up. And then I, I don't how much am I actually getting out of that that Bible reading, I, you know, while I'm in the midst of beating myself up for doing it late. Right, right. Um, and it is something that I've struggled with as long as I can remember of building that habit to have time to read the word and to give God openings to talk to me every day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not my strongest suit, but I try. It's a, it's a constant struggle and adventure, but I'm working on it. I'm, I'm trying and trying to be better about recognizing and accepting my schedule and, and actually trying to hold it. Yeah. And, and for me, it's that, that three pronged attack of, um, the, the reserving the time. Uh, having Bible reading and having prayer. 
And I am not good at all three at the same time. I have a, a very weak stool. You know, stool needs three legs to stand, and this is a good three-legged stool. I, I'm pretty good right now. I'm doing a really good job with my prayer life. Um, but the self-examination, um, not necessarily so much, and uh, and the reading, not as much. The the um, That self-examination for me, can be easy to be turned into self-condemnation rather than examining myself and, and just looking at the parts. And I try to do um, what I call my 10 at 10, and I have it in my phone where I do my 10th step, that that daily um, uh, uh, inventory and, and looking where I'm wrong. And, and, I, and I'm pretty decent at admitting when I've made a mistake and, and trying to, you know, as soon as I see that I made a mistake, okay, I've got to make these amends. I try not to let it pile up, but I'm not always good with my intentionality on, on, on doing the right things throughout the day. Um, on my Bible reading, I'm not nearly as, as good as my wife. My wife is excellent with her Bible reading and I'm um, I'm more apt, you're more apt to see me sitting on the couch playing uh, escapists or FIFA than you are to see me reading my Bible. Oh, that's happened more than one time. My girlfriend is really good at staying on top of her readings. And there's been more than one time that I've been informed that she's already done and I haven't even started. <laughs> um, so it's built in accountability in a way. <laughs> right. And, and, and that's where it can be difficult for me. Like I said, the self-condemnation rather than self-evaluation is, is tricky because I want to be able to look at myself, see what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and make the appropriate adjustments. I don't want to just look for the negative. I want to look for how am I doing something positive for myself. But um, it's, it's not always easy for me. Is, or do you fall into that same trap of of condemnation i do and and i there's a thought that's occurring to me to bring it back to the principle is when you're doing that self-reflection are you doing it under god or are you doing it under bowtie guy mm-hmm. i know when i'm spending my time in prayer and in the bible like i should i'm looking at myself under god's lens and i'm not as um self-deprecating about it what um what would you say is the difference if you were you, you said the bow tie guy looking at his bow tie guy or under god how how would you quantify or qualify the difference there because god has love god will point out what we're doing wrong mm-hmm. and but he's there's love involved where as Kevin looking at himself, I'm very hateful mm-hmm. and I'm going to rip myself up because I made that one tiny mistake eight years ago. I'm just going to beat myself up for it tonight. Yeah. You know, uh, because I, you had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not looking at it through a lens of love and forgiveness and trying to make things right. I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at things as, hateful and what I've done wrong mm-hmm. where when we do daily reflection under God yeah we're still going to look at what we did wrong but I think it's a lot easier to find the good in it and how 
we can try to not do it tomorrow. So then would it be uh, fair to say um, that a way to tell how we're looking at it is after the fact what the way we're feeling? If we're feeling defeated, that it might be more of a, a personal look. And if we're feeling like, okay, I mean, not necessarily that we feel great, but that we feel like, okay, I've got a path. I've got an, an opportunity to do something. If we see hope. Uh, if we see light shining, even though it might, we might still be standing in dark. If I can see light, then perhaps I'm being a little more godly than than Paulie. Well, I would say the only way you're going to see hope is if you're doing it in God. Mm-hmm. If if we're doing it under our own power, there is no hope. That's kind of what a big part of the first book of the step studies is about, right? It's that hope, mm-hmm. and you only have that hope with God and when you're letting him in it's that three-legged stool and without those three legs you're gonna fall even if one's short you're still gonna fall yeah and you you mentioned hope and I just did a real quick google search um and uh from from our daily bread it says hope can be an expectation and anticipation that rests in what we believe uh, for a child of God, hope can be as strong as what we have learned about God's goodness and faithfulness. It can also show the presence of the Spirit of God in our lives. It's Hope is not a wish. Uh, in our, our current vernacular, we oftentimes use the word hope and wish interchangeably. And, and my hope in God is not a wish. It is my f- promise of future good to come. It, it, is, it is my... Um, my understanding, my knowledge, my full anticipation that this will come to be. Not just that I want it, but that it's going to happen. Yeah, most of us have seen it happen in some aspect. A lot of people in my life now, they see it because of where I'm at now. And so I'm an example of hope my hope in God because God has made a difference. He has proven it where a wish we don't have any proof. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, just something I want. Yeah. And I and, wish to win the lottery, but I'm not playing. So. Yeah. <laughs> Probably ain't going to happen. Yeah. But I can hope in God to take care of me. And right. God has. Yeah. Time and time again. So my hope in God is verifiable. Yeah, and he's he's turned it around, which leads us into our, our song of the week, which comes to us from John Reddick, which is not John Riddick here in California in Ridgecrest, but John Reddick. Uh, and the song is called God Turn It Around. So we're going to give you about 90 seconds of this. We'll talk about it, and we'll, we'll come back and, and share our thoughts about putting Principle 7 into life and how we are celebrating our recovery. So here's John Reddick with God Turn It Around. I'm praying God. And turn this thing around God turn it around God turn it around God turn it around I'm calling on the name That changes everything, yes God turn it around God turn it around God turn it around All of my hope is in the name, the name of Jesus. Breakthrough will come, come in the name, the name. 
So God is up to something. What's uh, what's he up to? What what uh, shook loose in your brain on this, Kevin? Uh, there, there's a couple of things that shook loose, and one is the start is I'm praying. The first words, I'm praying. The second name or the second uh, verse, he's growing into. I'm calling on the name, mm. and then it's I'm praying. God, come. And I'm calling on the name. It, it's when you look at this whole song in totality, it is a, a step study song. It kind of carries you through what you're going to be doing in your heart mm. through the step study. Mm-hmm. And at some point, it's going to be different for everybody. You know, for me, it was around step three. Sure. That I started feeling he he's up to something. <laughs> And then I started feeling he's healing something. He's saving someone. Those around me, you were my leader in that class. And you commented that you saw that change. There was proof and evidence of it. And at the when I walked out of that step study, he moved mountains mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. And... All the change and effort I put into it gave him the ability to move bigger mountains than what he, than if I didn't put the effort in. I guess um, it's just as I followed the song, I listened to this song. It's really speaking to me about what God can do to you if you only turn to Him. Right, and and some things that stood out to me. First of all, I, I was just counting in the the lyrics itself. You know, the written lyrics. Um, he says, God turned it around 23 times. You know, God can do stuff in an instant, but in my experience, I need to spend time with it. Um, and that when I pray, I've, I've been praying over a board of requests since August when we had our summit every single day. And I'm going to do it tonight and I'll do it again tomorrow night. And I did it last night. And we, I have better results when I keep coming back and doing it and repeating it and and not just one and done and running away and saying, all right, well, you're pretty good, God, so you just go ahead and handle this. Um, the other thing that stands out is, you know, the, like you're saying, the praying. And one of my personal pet peeves is people who close, in your name we pray. No, 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 go ahead and say that name. Say Jesus. In Jesus' name. We ask for this. In the name of Jesus. Not your Go ahead and say Jesus yeah. and, and, and ask in that name, not, not about that name. Don't refer to it, but, but say it. And, and, and I like that, um, that it says, you know, you know, in the name of Jesus, because that's where the power is. You know, it, it's in that name of Jesus, not in the name of Paul. It's not in the name of Kevin. It's, it's the name of Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. So cool. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> give a listen to that. That's, um, it, it's John Reddick and, uh, he's with, um, uh, city Church of the City um, is the, the the group that he's singing that with. 
Um, and uh, we appreciate him doing that. Uh, we're looking at uh, the principle, uh, principle seven, uh, reserve a daily t- time. And and I want to look now at that that beatitude, that that pretend beatitude. Blessed are those who celebrate recovery. What does celebrate recovery, not the ministry, but the action look like to you, Kevin? How does that look? How does celebrate recovery or, or what does it mean to you? Or you know, Tell me something about just that, that um, idea of celebrate recovery. There's a freedom that I've not experienced before. Uh, uh, not before I finished the 12-step and was able to put some of those demons to bed. Mm-hmm. Not literal demons. We all know what you're talking about. Uh, but put some of those issues to bed for, for final. I would argue literal demons. In, in some cases, that's that's a theological debate that we can have at another time. Um, you know, because I don't believe, if you've accepted Christ in your heart, I don't believe we can be possessed. Because a demon cannot... But I can so be attacked. That's that's a different subject. <laughs> um, you know, but if I'm to be literal and kind of go off on a side tangent, uh, I believe it's called Piercing the Darkness um, is a book. And I love how he describes spiritual warfare. And it's those demons sitting on your back with their claws dug into your shoulders so they can't mm. fall off. And those de- and they're on their head, claws I I kind of imagine like a cat clawing to your head so it don't fall off. Yeah. And those demons' names are depression, Mm. sadness, Mm -hmm. um, anger. They're not in me. They're not possessing me. But I'm still carrying all that weight on me. Yeah. So, like, that's really how I view it. And for me, lying and deceit was one of those demons that I had to put to bed. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a certain sense of freedom that I've gotten to experience a few times. And sometimes that celebration is seeing the look of shock on someone's face. When I didn't give an excuse, I just said, I dropped the ball. And I messed up. I didn't get it done. And looking at my boss's face when I tell them that, they, they don't, <laughs> you know, they don't know what to say. Because they're like, I expected an excuse. And then I, not only, you know, I, I hand them like, well, this is where I think I went wrong. This is what I'd like to do to try to fix it. And they uh, okay. I think I made one of them mad at me because I took away all of their thunder. <laughs> and they didn't know what to do. Yeah. And, you know, and usually I don't see it at the time, but I get to walk away and I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a great way to, to, to walk your steps and, and practice your steps and, and be working your steps as you're going and, and seeing that that uh, success over the issue that you were dealing with. Uh, when you talk about demons, I, I think about a guy that I got a call one time. I was just out of the prison, um, uh, not not released from the prison, but coming home from ministering in the prison. And I had about a, an hour drive home uh, and I was literally in the parking lot when I got a call from this fella. And he said, um, you know, he needed help and he needed to talk. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm on my way. Where are you? And he, he was sitting at the parking lot of the church. So I said, well, okay. So I, I talked to him all the way home, drove, went right straight there. And he was sitting uh, on a, a little block wall that we have by the church in light. It was about 10 o'clock at night. 
and he's got his hand clenched in a fist, not like a fist to make, but like he's holding something. I said, hey, man, what's going on? He said, I, I have a, a devil in my hand, and it's been trying to get me to take drugs, and I, I got it in my hand, and I said, well, will you give it to me? And I, he gave it to me, and I, I kept my hand closed on it, and, and I never saw this devil, but I didn't doubt that it existed because I believe we're all under attack constantly. Yes. For things, and if we're not under attack, that means we're lukewarm and we just don't matter. Um, but that the enemy is attacking us, and that's why he's the enemy. He's, he's not why he's that's why he's not the ally. He's the enemy, and he's we're under attack. And and we might have those devils on our back that someone else might not, you know, need to do. You'll see if you check the Instagram, you'll see a picture I took of Kevin to show him as my guest, and you'll see his hat says "Run, Devil, Run," um, and that's what we want. We want that devil to look like. Oh, no, not this one. Going the other way because this guy's got some Jesus on his side. And yeah. and to me, that whole idea of celebrating my recovery is uh, its why I love Celebrate Recovery. Because it's not keep a quiet recovery. It's not ho-hum recovery. It's not, all right, well, I'm better now. I'm just going to go and live my life. It's run around and celebrate. I am... My grandkids know that I will cause a ruckus when I'm happy about something. A birthday, we go to a game, I'm going to yell and scream. My my three-year-old granddaughter knew from the time she was two years old, if Papa sees a cow, Papa will yell at the cow from the car and try to get the cow to say moo or run or something. I'm not afraid to cause a ruckus. So why, if I will yell at a cow just for the joy of watching the cow get up and run, and one time I will say... I got an entire herd of cattle to run, and another time I got a cow to poop when I yelled at it. And that was awesome. So awesome. <laughs> so if I'm willing to do that and celebrate that, why on earth would I be hesitant to celebrate my recovery? Just because I'm too proud to tell people I had an issue and that I've struggled with something? It's, it's awesome. It is. Uh, I keep thinking about uh, in James 1, you know, count it all joy. When you have different struggles. Mm -hmm. And I heard a preacher talk about that. If you're got, or if you have a lot of struggles and you feel like you're being tested a lot, that is something to be joyous about. Cause that means you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. You are walking the faith for God. If you don't feel like you're being tested or you have those struggles, that's when you should worry. Yeah. Because that means the devil has nothing to worry about with you. Yeah. Yeah, he's you're you're fine. He's, I don't have to pay attention to you. You're you're on autopilot doing your own thing. Yeah. You're not going to do something good for God. Exactly. And that's what he wants to stop. He wants yeah. to stop us from doing good for God. He yeah. wants this podcast not to work. He wants your uh your Bible study not to work. He wants your witness not to work. He wants you to keep your testimony quiet so that nobody knows what happened in your life. Because he'll tell you you're too embarrassed to share it instead of saying someone else will be blessed by hearing it. Or in my case, it mine isn't worth anything. Like there's nothing that spectacular. Right. Which is the whole premise for my second book, Piece by Piece, is that everybody's got a story that somebody needs to hear. And not everybody needs to hear my story, but someone's life just might be changed because they hear my story. And that goes the same for all of you, regardless of how vanilla you feel like your life might have been. 
there's a lot of vanilla people who've gone through similar things and they're just looking for someone who understands, who yeah. gets it, who's been there and who now has it together. Be that idiot. Share your story so that someone can see if that idiot can get through it, I can do it too. Yeah. Blaze a trail, you know? I see that all the time. Proof, proof in that pudding at work when I work with kids and I get to tell them, hey, I've been there and I'll tell them my little little bit just enough to let them know that I don't. Yeah. And you can see their face just completely relax and melt down. Eyes get big and they're like, oh my goodness, he does understand. He knows. Yeah. And so many people are just so desperate for understanding. And, and that's what we give them when we share our story. And, and like I said, I, I can share my story and someone else might be like, oh, I don't get that at all. That, but someone's going to get it. And I don't know who, but if I keep it to myself and I just wait until I know who, I'm missing a lot of opportunities. Just like, you know, entertaining angels unaware. That's, we've got to be sharing our testimony because someone is desperate, unaware. Yeah. And God has promised he will not let his word return void. Yeah. So it... Just get out there and tell your story. So how do you celebrate your recovery, Kevin? Um, usually I have to call my sponsor and my sponsor says, well, that is a win and you need to celebrate it. And then I go, oh, okay. Because uh, I tend not to see it immediately. I'm kind of slow on the upkeep on that one. Okay. So, um, so what does the celebrating look like? Uh, honestly, it, for me, honestly, it's, it's not a big deal. It's just like a... Okay, I I have made some progress. I have actually done this. Yeah, and sometimes it's while we're playing music on Friday night, mm-hmm. and I just get that feeling, and I'm like, "Yep, this is what it's supposed to be tonight." Yeah, this is it. One of my favorite parts of the week is Friday night rehearsal. When there's no one there, it's just us, and we can just let it go and not have to worry about, are we hitting the right notes? Are we doing the right thing? Am I, you know, because one of my things is sometimes I'll make up a song while I'm going, and, and, you know, I'll see the words, and I'll hear the band playing, but I forget what the original version sounds like, and I'm just doing my own thing, and I can do that in rehearsal, and I just love being able to just let it go. I fully admit there's a couple of songs I've learned to, I don't care how it's written, I know what chords to hold on and wait for you to... Start singing again because it's not how it's written. <laughs> uh. The song according to Paul. Well, for me, the celebrating is is more of a a reveling in the joy of the mm-hmm. growth and just knowing that it's been done. That I'm better than mm-hmm. I was. I didn't do it. God did it in me, but He did it to me, and and it's been done. I am better because of that growth yeah. and and to share it to do it with the podcast with the blog with books with sharing on Friday night with just talking to people and and you know just being with people and using words it's it's um, that's how I celebrate mine uh, going into the prison is a huge huge thing for me to be able to to give back there and well I know for me music is so healing for me mm-hmm um, and I don't care if you have me on bass or guitar, I'm going to do the best I can. And when I'm, when I walk off stage after helping lead worship, I feel better. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I want to make a little celebration because I don't think I've actually told you what good it did for me. A couple of weeks ago, we were doing a Crowder song, um, Lift Your Head, Weary Center. Mm -hmm. And in rehearsal, you kind of looked at me and you said, thump that note. You hit it as hard as you can. You thump it. You stay on that, you know, you stay on that one count and you thump it. You have no idea what that did for me that night. I had a really rough day. I had some pretty serious issues happen at work. My mind was just toast. Mm -hmm. And your little, in rehearsal, you're doing that to me. I took it all out on the bass. <laughs> I beat that <laughs> poor <Stop> bass. <laughs> and I just, I did. I let it all go right then. And immediately, by the end of our practice, our rehearsal, I was in a completely different place. Mm. That's awesome. And then I was celebrating because I was getting to play music that literally had an effect on me that night. Excellent. So. Excellent. Well, if you're doing something to celebrate your recovery, you know, put it on our Facebook. Uh, we're out there. You look up Mess It Up Podcast on Facebook. You should find us. Um, we love to hear about it. Maybe put some pictures of you celebrating recovery on Instagram. We have a Reddit page called Messed Up Ministries, uh, a subreddit. And um, I love to hear stories there. One of the, the subreddits that I subscribe to is um, called uh, Redditors in Recovery. And I get to hear people's recovery stories. And I, I just love to hear your recovery story. And it doesn't have to be mind-blowing. It doesn't have to be amazing. You don't have to have saved burning, you know, kids from burning in buildings or anything like that. Just the fact that you're here and you're given praise is what I need to hear. That keeps me going. Uh, so, so share those stories. Go to our, our subreddit. Go to our Instagram and Facebook and, and share uh, you can also keep us going financially, um, and maybe you celebrate by by being a donor to us. Maybe uh, you know as little as a dollar a month uh, can get you in on our Patreon page. But you can do any amount you want, and we are 100% uh, listener supported. So we really, really do appreciate everybody who uh, gives so generously uh, to our our giving uh, opportunities. So you can do that on messituppodcast.com. Click the become a patron button or text the word mum, mum's the word, to uh, 760-WALLS-CA and uh, we'll take care of the rest. Kevin, thank you for being here. Next week, we'll talk about uh, principle eight and, and wrap that up and then we're going to get in. We've got a, a testimony from a guy coming up in two weeks that I'm going to be recording soon that is uh, a phenomenal um story. And uh, one of my favorite uh, stories from Celebrate Recovery is, is this guy. And he called me up the other day and said, hey, I think I'm ready. I'd like to be on your show. So I'm like, yes, I've been waiting for this one for a while. Um, so that's something to be looking forward to. Um, I don't know if I've got anything else. Uh, did I, I did I cover the bases? I, I think we covered all the normal. If not, you'll fix it next week. <laughs> I guess. Then uh, I guess we'll see you next time we mess it up. Howdy. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.